and welcome back to Momsley University. This is episode three with my girl, Majesty. Thank you so much for coming today, Majesty. I really appreciate your time. I am so excited to be here. Okay, so can you give our listeners just a summary of who you are and how can we find you? Oh yeah, hey y'all. I am Majesty Atchapong. I am North Carolina-based. Um, we were just actually talking before we hit record. Born in the Triangle area of North Carolina, currently live in Charlotte. I am a content creator, influencer, whatever term you call us now. <laughs> and I'm also a corporate professional. I work uh, for Meta, who owns Facebook and Instagram. So work in tech. And I'm a mom, boy mom of a 15-month-old. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, Happy to be in this motherhood, yes. uh, motherhood sorority, really. <laughs> yes, yes. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, I feel like a new uh, Neo in yes. this new sorority. Like, I'm just figuring out, like, what all, figuring all this all is. Figuring it all out. Your first year, you got your first year in, and you're just like, woo. <laughs> Trying to survive it. How has that adjustment been, it's been with dynamic. being such a new mom? It's um, it's like you're, like, transporting to another planet. I'm like, mothers had to do all this stuff. <laughs> all this time and it makes you appreciate your mother Mm -hmm. like she was working and feeding me and doing doing stuff for my siblings and my dad and it just it's a new level responsibility that is only experienced Mm -hmm. and it only makes sense once you get here like people were trying to prepare you that you know how people they like you ain't go sleep and do Mm -hmm. this and it's like whatever (laughs) but now that i'm here i'm like it's it's dynamic it's difficult it's beautiful it's very nuanced but Mm -hmm. i'm really grateful to be here and grateful to experience it that's exciting that's awesome okay so I guess we're going to dive into our questions today all right all right so question number one if you had to share a lecture notes on your life briefly what would they be lecture notes so preacher's kid Mm -hmm. grew up in a very religious family um in Creedmoor North Carolina my father was a bishop mom was a pastor Uncles were pastors, <laughs> praise and worship leaders, was like an immersed in church. Yeah. And um, went to literally Christian daycare, elementary, <laughs> middle, high school. So I didn't find out really my own perspective as a woman, as an adult, until I went to college. So wow. um, really, like, I wore school uniform daycare through my All senior year. Wow. So I didn't even know how to dress until college. <laughs> like, it was a whole, I feel like going to UNC Charlotte and, and doing undergrad, kind of let me involve into more of who I am and my identity now. Um, I started my career in HR. I've been doing HR for 15 years Mm -hmm. and um, married, been married seven years. And um, journey to motherhood was very complex, (laughs) which I'm sure we'll talk about. So newly a mom, um, had baby January 2022. Wow. Technically a pandemic baby. Yes, a pan- yes. I was like, I still had baby. on a mask at my appointments. I'm going to call him a pandemic baby. Yep, <laughs> he was in there. That was pandemic. Um, let me see. I'm a founder of Ignite Your Influence. Um, it's an organization that really supports creators of color mm-hmm. um, who do podcasting and YouTube yeah. and social media and brand partnerships. Really passionate about that. been doing that since 2018. Nice. And... Um, I do events for creators. I'm really passionate about that. Mm-hmm. And um, just evolving in how I can continue to serve creators of color, specifically women creators of color, that yeah. I'm, I'm really like loving support. Like I love what you're doing with this and so excited Thank about you. this podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I actually was supposed to come to the one of the Ignite Your Influences. I think it was the one that Maddie was coming to. I was oh, going to yeah. be able to meet two of my 
inst- blogger besties. But I'm trying to remember what happened that I could not come. What year was that? Oh, yeah, that was uh, 2019 because Maddie James was speaking. Yeah. Brittany Hennessy was speaking. I think I had to go out. Oh, I think I had a death. I had a death in the family, I believe. So my friend Alex went for me. Like she went and I told her, I was like, well, please go and use my ticket because, you know, I was so excited to go. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wanted to see Maddie. I love Maddie. She's like, oh, gee, blogger. Um, Everybody knows Maddie. And so I missed it. I was so mad. And then I didn't get to come to your mom's and meals because I had some, I think I had oh my kids do travel soccer so I missed that and I'm like when am I gonna make it to it's one of okay. Majesty's events Jeez, I have they one coming so up good. Um, I have one in Charlotte August 5th 2023 okay um, Ronnie Brown is my keynote speaker super dope um, black female entrepreneur that's great with personal branding and I got some other creators of color nice. cooking up okay uh, so hopefully you can make that I will, yeah I'm gonna put it in I'm gonna put it in now okay <laughs> awesome you do a great job just um, I followed you on Instagram, I think it's like when it was OG Instagram, when you were born majestic. Oh, yes. So we can talk about that later. <laughs> so if you know, you know. That's how long oh I've gosh. been a majesty fan. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, the evolution of like rebranding and yes. all that. Oh, my God. I mean, yes. if your motherhood journey was a course, what would the course title be? What would you name the title of your course of motherhood? Hmm. I would say from loss to life. Mm, I um, I think the course I would focus on experiencing motherhood after pregnancy loss because it's something that knocked me off my feet I wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for. And now that I've lived through it, I'm pretty open talking about it because yeah. I felt like, whoa, what? Like, you know, you hear, you hear about miscarriages, stillborns, mm-hmm. um, situations happening but it seems like when you get pregnant it's like that's not me that's all the other moms i'm not thinking about that so experiencing that and then trying to get pregnant after that and disassociate the fear and anxiety i'm like that's a whole like master class yeah so that's what i would title like to prepare not to plant fear but to prepare almost like what's possible Mm -hmm. to have an open conversation because i think i found it out what was possible after living through what was possible. Right. And then I found community on the other side versus gotcha. awareness on the front end. On the front end. And just kind of having it in in your mind, but not, like you said, to scare you or anything like that. Correct. Yeah, I just, I literally had no clue. I, like, had heard about those things. It had not hit my family personally, so I didn't seen it. Yeah. And so when it happened to me, I'm like, what? What? I didn't know this was possible. Mm-hmm. And then when I dug into the percentages, it's like, oh, one in four? Oh. So, like, one in, like... Out of four moms, one of them have dealt with in some circumstance what I've dealt with. And yeah. it's like, whoa. And I didn't know that. And then when you research it, talk to other mothers, it's like, oh, this is very common, but people aren't not talking about it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, thank you for being open and sharing your stories with us today. Oh, man. Here for it. Um, so I know you just gave us a little bit more feedback, but what would be some of the cliff notes of your course? So I would say... Um, in transitioning from loss to life, specifically, um, I had something called a missed miscarriage, which I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. until it happened. It's a unique circumstance where, in my mind, how I, how, how I had heard loss described in the past was like a physical evidence of loss, like you know, because your body yeah. is like, oh, okay, this is happening. Right. Um, missed miscarriage is where 
you are still holding the baby, your body still holds on to it, and the loss has happened, but your body does not release the baby. Okay. So you still, for all feel, you know, yeah. feel pregnant, are holding the baby, think you're pregnant, nothing has given you evidence of otherwise. Right. So um, I think the cliff notes would be education just around a miscarriage and a miscarriage are different types, mm-hmm. and they show up in women in different, different ways. ways. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. Um, also that a miscarriage doesn't mean that you're not able to have children doesn't mean that that's your story and the end of your story. Right. Um, we tried 11 months after losing a baby, got pregnant fairly quickly, mm-hmm. had a healthy baby. Um, and then at that point, it was more of just like anxiety and fear of, is this going to happen again? Gotcha. Um, do I hold my breath the whole first trimester? Do I get excited afterwards? Is yeah. It, so mm-hmm. it, 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 it creates a trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be my cliff notes of just knowing and being aware and then allowing each pregnancy to have its own moment so that they don't take the joy from another experience. Yeah. I like um, that you said that. Yeah. This is really good. Thank you. Um, I appreciate your vulnerability because it's so hard. I know it's hard for you to share, but it's also equally hard for me to hear just to have the empathy and I feel the tightness in my chest just like oh my gosh like I didn't know the statistics until you just told me oh yeah and I definitely don't want to um I don't want to make it a a sad tone right no um it's just really a beautiful thing I think it 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 speaks to who I am as a mother now with Mm -hmm. so much joy and gratefulness and I think without knowing that um, it gives more context to like why I'm like I'm happy to be here exactly. because I didn't know if I was gonna get here. Right. Um, and I know the journey and path to motherhood for a lot of moms. It could be fertility stuff. It mm-hmm. could be a number of things. Um, in addition to experiencing loss, we also had a kind of a medical roadblock that we didn't know. Um, early on in our marriage, my husband had a tumor in his spine, and he had to do medical infusions quite wow. frequently. Yeah. Um to try to stop the spread of the spine, to not use medical terms, like um, to keep the tumor stabilized, these infusions are supposed to keep it stabilized because he had recently had a spinal surgery and they didn't want to go back in for a spinal surgery. Gotcha. Um, so when he was doing these infusions, they're like, mm, we don't know if it's even safe for you all to get pregnant. Wow. So that was what? like really early in our marriage, like after a honeymoon and we're just like excited. And it's yeah, like, yeah, like, what do you mean? Exactly. So it's like, what? So it, it, it was like medical roadblocks on is this safe? Should we try it? Should we not try it? Yeah. And it kind of sent us on this like research path. Um, long story short, got a second opinion and learned that while my husband receives the infusions, it doesn't impact me. If I was personally receiving the infusions, it, it could impact. Be, yeah. So then it was like, okay, we're going to be all right. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so then we try and then we have the new roadblock of experience and loss. And it was in, in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Um, oh, okay. My loss was. Yeah. 2020 so Um, add that to the right at the pandemic the middle of everything going on was a hot mess um so it just was a journey so when I got here it's just like my son's here Mm -hmm. I'm happy he's here I'm happy to be here (laughs) like that like I'm not complaining about too much I have joy yes (laughs) this is all the joy and I'm so thankful yeah so that's the clip notes and the context into why I'm really excited to be a mother. Okay, well, thanks for giving us the cliff notes. So since you have completed this said course, what grade would you give yourself and why? I would say an A. I would say say overcoming, um, resilient. I learned a lot about mental health. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about 
grief. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we are used to grief when you meet someone and physically see them pass. Right. I think it's a different part of grief when you have not met someone and they pass. I agree. Okay, I can see that. So it was a yeah. very different type of, I had to go to therapy to understand, like, why am I so sad and I haven't named this child, don't know yeah. the gender, have not held, and it was very um, an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. So my therapist helped me understand a different type of grief because I've lost my father I've lost grandparents and unfortunately have had a lot of experience with loss but it was like nothing yeah. I'd ever experienced yeah this is a completely different type of mm-hmm. loss so I would say a on navigating the grief the mental um resilience mm-hmm. and kind of coming on the other side of it just like okay I can do this, this. I can yeah. do this and I'm, I'm okay enough to share it without like being a mess mm-hmm. and um okay enough to lift up another mom or another yeah. woman who may be going through the same season. And that's exactly why I wanted to start this podcast because I feel that every mom has a story and every story is so unique and it can inspire, uplift, or help another mom. So that's exactly why I'm doing this. Oh, so yeah, thank your you. podcast is going to help <laughs> so many people. Yes, thank you. What are some things that you do that um, to help you to relieve stress? What are some things you do for, for that? I love sleeping in. <laughs> It's <laughs> simple, but it's good. Yes. If I can sleep in and wake up without an alarm, mm-hmm. best day. Um, I'm a bubble bath girl. Give me jacuzzi bath, not a quick shower. I need like an hour. I um, love it. I love a good massage and facial. Mm, yeah, give me a massage. Spa day, please. Self-care means. Yes. Um, I like wine. I love Prosecco. Mm-hmm. I love a moment. I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty simple. I don't want to be cold. I don't want to no mountain retreat or go skiing. I don't want none of that. <laughs> I want warm sun, beach water. I'm okay. a Pisces. I need water. My sister is a Pisces. She loves water. Love <laughs> I can water. see that. Um, yeah, and I'm easy. And and oddly enough, some people enjoy kind of separation time away from their kids. Mm-hmm. I like that in short spurts, whereas a refresh with too long doesn't feel good to me. Gotcha. So give me like a day where he's with grandma. I'm good. I yeah. get some sleep. And then I'm like, I miss him. I need him back. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. Yeah. I can feel that. Um, Mother's Day, I like to go to a hotel for the night mm. and just like eat in and watch TV and sleep good and wake up the next day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see everybody now. So I can completely understand that. Like That's a the short best. little snippet and I'm back. So it's like a Mother's Day peace staycation. Yes, a staycation. Find you a nice hotel, get you some room service or order your favorite foods, pig out, watch Netflix and get the best sleep you've ever had. <laughs> And there's no sleep to me like hotel bed sleep. Like oh, my god! I'm like, what, what do they do with those pillows while they're better than my bed? Like, I, don't, I never understood. So, uh, Four Seasons has me wanting to buy their hotel collection. It keeps coming up on my ass. I'm like, what is this? Why do you keep popping up? And because up? we're ca- talking about it now, you're, you're, you guys um, are going to get it. Yeah, it's going to be on your, your feet all day. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, Alexis, stop listening to us, girl. Right, thank you, and stay out of my business. <laughs> What would you say, Majesty, are some of your greatest grows and glows of motherhood that you've Ooh. experienced so far? Grows and glows. Is that like lessons learned, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. That's really cute. I love that. Thank um, you. I've learned that my husband is also a parent. Uh, and Yeah, that's a good one, honestly. Yeah. Because as moms, you want to do everything. So that's a really good one. Yeah, I did learn like he is also a parent mm-hmm. that had – 50% to do with him getting here. <laughs> yes. But there was this innate, like, let me do this. Let me do this for my baby. Let me do this for my baby. And I had to learn um, 
I didn't know that it was a sense of control mm -hmm. with motherhood that I found peace in me just doing stuff. Gotcha. And I had to learn to give space to my husband to be a father and learn his bath time routine may look different than mine. His nighttime routine may look different than mine. His parenting style may look different than mine. And I had to give grace because at the beginning it was like, oh, no, no, you got to do like this. Or this is what he needs <laughs> oh to do. Gosh, or this yeah. is his schedule. And another mom actually talked to me and they were like, they called me Madge. They were like, Madge, um, the dads will have their own way mm -hmm. and you can't micromanage it. Yeah. And I was like, That's so true. I was like, am I micromanaging? And I had to take a step back and I was just like, oh, there is space of like, I'm wanting him to do things the way I do things. Your way, yeah. Um, and um, another mom told me, she says, they had these kids like you had these kids. They're not going to intentionally do any harm. Mm -hmm. Like, just let them <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> it's like, ah. So relinquishing control was a lesson um, of parenting peace. Yeah. And I think it helped my husband enjoy it. And I think it helped give me some, like, Okay, he's gonna be okay. Because yeah. at the beginning, I think I was a helicopter mom. I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like oopsie, oopsie. I don't know how to end up here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I understand you completely because I am a control. I feel like I want to do everything. I'm like highly independent. I want to do it all, but it's just like, girl, let it go. I know. Sometimes you have to let it go. And I think when you get the more kids, you realize how much you need to let it go. You have to. <laughs> like, girl, it's four versus one. Mm -mm. Sound like, the alarm. Gonna okay, they're going to be all right. <laughs> yes. I think maybe that's what it is. I think it's like first parent learnings. Yeah, that's What I true. hear from other moms is like after the first one, you know, like, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. They're going to survive. I think I'm still in that, like, is he going to survive without me? Right. And he will. You see those memes where it's like... <laughs> new mom like first kid versus second kid the first kid has like all the fancy diapers second kid you give me them loves right quick handful of cheerios we're out the door oh yeah they're like the new mom is like sanitizing everything yes. and then the second kid is like licking dirt off the floor yes, yes. so accurate in motherhood <laughs> okay so how um how are you able to overcome obstacles that you have in motherhood what are some ways or tips that you're overcoming the obstacles that you're facing or have faced in during your motherhood process I think what's helped me overcome a lot of obstacles is these conversations like literally yeah. me talking to other moms who have children one child two child three child four children and just like girl is this normal yeah did you experience this what tips do you have I'm very much like a student in this space I love that um girl like for example I'm flying with my son for the first time tomorrow. He's not oh, been on a plane. Nice. Okay. All of them, I'm like, <laughs> give me the tips. Yeah, mom radar, <laughs> SOS, what are the tips, what are the hacks, what do I need yeah. to order from Amazon? And I did that with my mom network this week, and it was great. One mom was like, take an extra outfit, because my kid had a blowout before. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, God. Another one was like, pack this, and don't forget the car seat, or did you know you can rent a car seat? when you, yeah. I'm, So it's all this new stuff. Yeah, so many new things. So just the network and these mom conversations, I always leave talking with the mom, learning something that I didn't know. Yeah, I think that's so important to just have your village of moms. And like, like you said, it's always something that you can learn and something that you just did not know. Um, how would you describe your parenting style? You were a former helicopter yes. mom. What are <laughs> you now? <laughs> I am a... Uh, what do you call it when you go to um, AA? I'm a graduate of the program. <laughs> the Helicopter Mom Anonymous. <laughs> I, um, I, I am 
a joyful mom that's engaged with my son, but mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, I love seeing him with his dad, my mom, his nana, his Gigi, I, <laughs> my husband's mom. Um, I just love seeing the community love on him. For my husband's side of the family, he's the first grandchild. Oh, wow. So this is like big oh, deal. Yeah. Um, I come from a large family. He's the sixth, <laughs> but he's still loved. Um, so I would say, yeah, I think I mother with joy now, mm-hmm. intentionality. Um, I'm savoring moments. Yeah. And it's interesting. And this could be a whole podcast on itself. <laughs> Some moms are like, I'm not putting my kids on social media. Some oh, yeah, moms are like, I want to share like my whole photo album. I'm like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like sharing moments with him on social. Yeah. Um, because I also was open about sharing my loss on social. Right. Um, because my platform is really transparent. So I'm just like, I don't want to be the person that's only showing the the highs. Yeah, the highs. I want you to see the low, the journey. Here we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my two cents. I know everybody has their opinion, and I don't think it's the wrong answer for that. But right. I love sharing kind of those. I call them moments with majesty, but like those micro moments of just getting to share yeah. time with them. I love that. I also, I'm like you. I'm authentic. I just show whatever. Like if it's good or bad, you're gonna know about it. You're gonna know about like Jagger, my third son he has a speech delay he was a preemie he was uh born two months early and stayed in the NICU then you guys know about Maverick's eye injury so I'm just like guys help me you know because sharing those stories they really really help other people we have Elle who was just like my first my first child she was the first granddaughter for her dad's yeah she was the first grandchild from her dad's side as well so and then she's the only girl so it's that and then we have three little boys, so I can totally understand, like, what do I show? Now people are noticing that I'm not showing Elle as much because she's a teenager, so I'm respecting her privacy. So it's just so much with social media, like you said. It's like, she might want to be on here, she might not, but I'm going to respect her privacy. So now people just see me and the boys mostly. (laughs) No, I love that. And even what you're saying um, about Jagger having this speech delay, that's even a connection point because I actually have, I'm going through these at the 15 month stage, doctors are like assessing milestones and yeah. my son is not walking yet. He's talking, um, he is doing what they would consider the other milestone mm-hmm. markers, but for his motor skills, they're like, oh, we're concerned. And I'm like, yeah, on the inside freaking out. Scary. Mm-hmm. But again, having these conversations, like we're normalizing that every child's journey and so timing. Different. And <laughs> so even that gives me comfort, just like, oh yeah. You, you know the experience of conversations and assessments and mm-hmm. observations and just like what this is like because um, it's interesting because he had um ear tubes gotcha he had like five back-to-back ear infections and before then it was messing with his balance and he was getting fevers and just didn't feel good yeah got ear tubes and now he has been like feeling his best wow. way more mobile um so i do think it was like the period of time where he didn't feel good he wasn't walking. He's laying down, wanting mom yeah, to cuddle him. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because it's like they're so quick to be like, oh, yeah, he's behind. But I'm like, are we factoring in like that life happened for right. these two these, months here? Yeah, all this stuff could have affected that. So that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, I, you saying that I'm grateful because even that is a conversation around mothers, fathers, families experiencing like almost like this really strict system of – Mm-hmm. what like people society. believe they mm-hmm. that society system is on track or on time <laughs> or delayed or not right 
um, it's that's a whole nother conversation. It really is. Um, Jagger did not talk until so at age two, he wouldn't really talk. Maverick would talk for him. He would just come up like, "Mommy, Maverick, Mommy Jagger said he wanted this," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, he didn't." If we told Jagger to do something, he would do it, but mm-hmm. he would not talk. So he, we had to, we got him tested. He has speech delay. He's been in speech therapy since he was two, okay. and he's now um, eight, and he's going to the third grade. He's still working hard in speech. Um, I have been doing things like sometimes I do get this kind of like mom guilt and scariness of like, will people understand him? So lately, I've been letting him order his own food. And I'm just like, you order it, and I'll be there for backup. If yep. someone might not understand what he's saying, so he orders his pizzas at like Blaze at Mod and Blaze, those little pizza places. I love that. And and I just say, Jagger, you're conf- you got this. You speak well. You're con- you know be confident in what you're saying. And I can show I can see that it gives him a sense of confidence. He's like, I got this. So I love that. <laughs> Thank you for every sharing. kid is so 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 different. Yeah, um, I don't like when. Um, I don't like when people compare kids, even age. Gen- mm-hmm. like, matter of fact, this is going off on a rant. My son's daycare, I had to like gather myself. This <laughs> other, a father, yeah. who I don't even know. I just, I know his kid is in my kid's class. That's just it. I see him at drop off, it's just like, hey, dad, whatever. Yeah. Small talk. I'm practicing with my son because we're trying to get him to walk. So I'm practicing. He can walk with one hand. Yeah. And if you let him go, he'll stand there a little bit and he'll drop it. Like, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's walk to the car and practice and holding his hand. And the dad says, your son ain't walking. Your son ain't walking yet. My son was oh, walking at ten months. Oh. Wow. I had to. I was like, Jesus, take the yeah. wheel. Jesus, hold my tongue right now. <laughs> yes, and that's when I realized. Like, and I'm like, okay, he doesn't mean any harm. Yeah. He doesn't know he's poking a spot. He doesn't know my son is dealing with or has been titled as the doctors think he's delayed on walking or whatever. He doesn't know that. But I'm like, why would you say that to but, another parent? Yeah. So as a mother, I'm also very sensitive on how I. See or not never compare other kids but right. just like if, if different kids have different journeys like just acknowledging honoring that mm-hmm. and nothing being wrong exactly no, you know like it's not wrong it it's, it's just, what it is yeah it is what it is but the audacity sir if you're listening oh listen <laughs> I had to gather myself I'm like I don't even know your name sir okay have a seat but I have several seats it just reminded me of just like how um as a parent and specifically like us talking in the mom community I have to be careful with our words. You could say the wrong thing to somebody, and it could be something their family is working on together, and it could really trigger somebody. That's true. You just never know what people are going through. So, and I appreciate you sharing your story because, like you said, my story with Jagger might have helped you, and your story can help another mom. So Absolutely. I love that. What is um, one quote that you live by daily? A quote that I've been really loving lately is. Wherever I am, he is, meaning um, God is always with us mm-hmm. whenever alone. And that helps me not get overwhelmed, um, especially because, you know, as a mom taking care of a kid, you just think, like, it's all on me. I got to do it. Yeah. I got to figure it out. <laughs> and it's just like, no, no, you you got coverage. You got intuition. You got guidance. You got protection. It's just right. like it kind of puts me at ease a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, even on this flight, my one part of me manages high anxiety, and it's like, what if there's turbulence? What if we get in a plane crash? What if he has a tantrum? Uh, but like yeah. all the worst case scenarios. And on the other hand, it's just like, we're on that plane, God is with us. <laughs> yep. So I'm trying to just like live by that, with that ease and peace lately. And I will say to your, what if he has a tantrum? Guess what? 
everybody's gonna live on that plane. I mean, I, people give parents such a hard time with kids on the plane. We don't come on the plane wanting them to act the fool, okay? It's embarrassing for us too sometimes, but we can't control a baby when they're upset yeah. on the plane. It's nothing, we can't go anywhere, we're all tight and we're here, so. Give those parents grace on the airplanes. <laughs> Listen, I get it now. <laughs> okay, share with us three missteps that you've made in your business or your career that you will never do again. Okay. Um, so for career, business. So I'll talk about kind of my journey as an influencer or creator. Okay. We've been talking a lot about mom stuff. Um, first misstep was not knowing the value of a personal brand, like the worth associated mm -hmm. with that. And I think yeah, that's something that. we were all talking about. It's like about. a hard lesson you learn. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you almost can um, minimize yourself. Just like, I'm just in North Carolina. I'm just a normal woman. I'm just a normal mm -hmm. mom. I'm just this girl. But it's like, nah, you're marketable. And brands want to get in front of you and want to get in front of who you're the tapped audience. in with. Yep. And I would sell myself short really with rates early on and was scared to negotiate it was uncomfortable now i'm very like this is where we're starting yeah you got it if not let's you know how can we negotiate and it's right. it's a normal it's like me waking up and brushing my teeth now <laughs> so i would say first misstep was as a influencer or creator not knowing the value of my worth and being really uncomfortable with negotiating. And now it's like, no, these brands Second have major. marketing budgets. Yes. Matter of fact, the thing that made me more comfortable with that, I was gonna ask a brand for like $2,000 and I was like uncomfortable with it. This is early in my career. I'm like, if like yeah, a post. They say, yeah, what if they yeah. say no? What if they don't wanna work with me? The brand emailed me the wrong attachment. And this brand emailed me the attachment that showed the whole budget for all the influencers, not Ooh. for mine. So this campaign had $50,000 budget. And it was like, you have $50,000, you know, we need influencers. We're looking for multicultural, diverse influencers. We're looking for women age 20 to 40. It had like the demographics and all this stuff. Wow. And I'm like, I'm sitting here scared ass with 2000 <laughs> and got 50. <laughs> and that's when I realized like, it's a, it's a bigger bucket. Yeah. And they're they're giving one girl two fifty. They're giving one girl five thousand. Mm -hmm. It's about well, what you ask for. It is. And then they're gonna get as many influencers they can out of that. With that and fifty. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, I'm negotiating because they got a big bucket. And now I approach everything with that. Like, right. this is not my budget. This is a marketing yes. budget, and they have a big budget. That is something I learned in corporate. It's like mind your own purse because you don't know how how much someone else has. So mind your own pocketbook. Okay. It's not that they know your worth. So that is so good. Oh, yeah, that's my first lesson. Second lesson is everything and every opportunity in business is not for you. Mm -hmm. Being comfortable saying no. Um, some brand deals are great. Some brand deals are not. And I had declined more than I accept. Yeah. At the beginning, I didn't decline a lot because I thought I'm lucky to have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't come around again? Well, this is my only chance. And I would burn out a lot. Yeah. Now I'm like. Do I have time? Am I energized by this? I only accept things that I'm genuinely really excited about. Right. Um, third tip would be allow your business, even if it's creative, to evolve as you evolve. So you mentioned at the beginning um, my handle on social used to be Born Majestic. <laughs> yes. That's a good segue <laughs> into this. Born Majestic was um, my handle at the beginning was a play on my name, Majesty, and it was when I was owning a fashion boutique and my content was about like more like clothes and hair and it's very fashion focused um as I started to evolve as a woman I'm just like I'm more than just like an outfit of the day mm -hmm. and there's layers to me um 
and I saw this trend with with creators or influencers or bloggers just going by their name and I'm just like I think I've outgrown the born majestic phase I think mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm majesty right. I'm gonna go by majesty and that can go with me if I do a podcast mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm a keynote speaker if I'm a blogger if whatever it's, it's just it's not so um niche yeah um, and I see a lot, like, um, I don't know if you remember, it's this blogger, her name, um, it used to be like Blake Von D and now she goes by, Blake. yeah. 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 And so I saw that evolution of just like people, when we started blogging, I started blogging 2013, mm-hmm. it was cool to have these names. Like another person is Marche Robinson. She's a um, blogger from Raleigh. When mm-hmm. she started, it used to be Robinson style. Oh, like it was okay. neat to yeah. have these like alter names. Right. Um, but now it's just like, girl, we need to know who you are. We need to be able to find you. <laughs> so um, the rebrand of my name to evolve, um, I was open to it because I just felt like it was time. Mm-hmm. And so just in business and in, in creative outlet, outlets, just being fluid with what you want to do and having fun and right. changing stuff and switching stuff up. I like that. And that's why I like just having the bucket of lifestyle because it can be anything. It's anything that you are, that's what yeah. lifestyle is. So that's why... I agree with you totally because my name was HWTH blog and now it's XO Mika Harrell. So, so we all go through that. We all go through that change. Um, think about your workspace okay. and tell me what you love about it and what can be improved. So I work remote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work in tech and Meta's headquarters is in San Francisco. Um, so what I love is because I work from home, most of my peers are West Coast. I can ease into my day. Like once I get my son to daycare. Oh, nice. Think about it. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard is 8 a.m. Yes. West Coast time. That's awesome. So what I love <laughs> about working from home and my workspace is I can have my coffee in the morning. I can do some entrepreneurial stuff. I can yeah. plan my day. And then I'm on video and kind of grinding kind of in the middle of the day. And then mm-hmm. I can pull the East Eastern Standard time at the end of the day. Like, oh, sorry. It's like four or five EST, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we'll meet tomorrow. So I have <laughs> I a really it. tight yeah. day, which I like. Um, it gives you more control. The pandemic helped me work from home because tech companies like Facebook were not allowing remote pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to move. Like, people had to relocate right. to where they were. So that's really cool. My physical space is um, a desk. I'm an Apple girl. I like Mac products. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, floating shelves. And the floating shelves have things that are important to me that kind of keep me grounded and inspired. So it has that. black and white art of a girl with natural hair. Love that. Um, a quote that my godmother, she passed away, her favorite quote that she would say. Um, a camera, because we yeah. create content. A podcast mic. So it keeps, like when I look at work, I look at the kind of almost like symbolic things that are close yeah. to me surrounded. Like you can see your why while you're doing your your job. Yeah. So it. it's um I like my workspace. I think the the con of working at home is you really have to create boundaries around your routine. Like you can get lost mm-hmm. in just like being <laughs> on screen all day. Yeah. Um or just sometimes getting out the house. Like sometimes I'm really intentional of blocking my calendar and I'm like I'm just going to walk outside or work outside. Yeah. Cuz I'm inside all day. Right. Um so I think that's the only con of just like changing scenery and getting fresh air um, but outside of that i love working home. i never want to go back to anybody <laughs> cubicle i know that's right never <laughs> man COVID really helped everybody with working from home because companies were really on that no come into the office but now they see like it's 2023 why are we driving to the office in exactly. traffic every day i always feel like <laughs> coming to office was such a waste of time and productivity i'm like 
I gotta get dressed. Mm-hmm. Come make small talk with you. I don't want to talk to you really. Right. <laughs> and if I'm talking to you, I'm not doing work. I got so much less done going into the office. Mm-hmm. And then in COVID, I'm like, I'm like spending all my day sanitizing and spring. I'm not even like productive. So right. I just let me be home. Exactly. I'm with you. <laughs> pro home. <laughs> what is one thing that you're deeply proud of in your life? I um, I'm deeply proud that. I took a path outside of what most of my family took. So all my family are, are truly in ministry. And I was the, I don't say rebel. <laughs> I was, um, I had a conversation with my dad when I was 14 before he passed. And I said, I want to help people. I want to inspire people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the pulpit though. Yeah. And he was like, you don't have to do ministry from the pulpit. He said, you'll reach more people in the world, you know, sharing the love of God than I ever will. He was like, I talked to the same saved folks that come and sit in church and I'm, I'm restricted to these four walls that you're not. Yeah. And it kind of liberated me to have influence or inspiration um, in non-traditional and creative ways. I so that. I think what I'm proud of is like my company Ignite Your Influence and really empowering creators. I really use it, like social media as a platform, as almost like my pulpit in mm-hmm. a way. I take yeah. it very seriously. It's very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to share content that's positive. Like I'm not a shade room, like messy kind of thing. Like the spirit (laughs) of it, I want it to be like informative and uplifting. And just proud that I I almost in some ways feel like I blazed a new trail for my family. That's like, you taking pictures and doing what? Like my family was like, are you modeling? Like what is this? What you doing? Like they didn't understand it. They're like, why are you taking all these pictures? I'm like, it's it's content. It's kind of complicated. They're like, what? That's so funny. (laughs) My family from home was like, tell everybody what you do on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, the, on that Facebook, the book face. Yeah. I was like, well, I work with companies and brands. They were like, tell them some of the brands. <laughs> she worked with Target before. And I'm like, yeah, but it was, so it's, I feel you on that so much. It's new. Yeah, I remember our, our generation is the first generation that experienced this business model. Right. Like, and to even have the internet. Yes. We started the internet. Yes. Pre-us, there was no internet. Yes. Pre-us, there was no social media. So mm-hmm. we are trailblazing. That is true. <laughs> Oh, man, that is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we leave and before we part ways, can you please tell um, our listeners what your passion projects are, anything that you're working on, and just refresh their memory on how they can find you? Oh, yeah, I'm actually really excited. I'm I'm working on something that I think is probably the biggest thing I've ever done with my company. So Ignite Your Influence in the past have been kind of like master classes, events, and support Mm -hmm. for creators of color. I'm now working on an agency, Um, so to be Ignite Your Influence Agency. Thank you. So I'm actually building out a talent agency for creators of color who are like multifaceted, want to work with brands, don't have the capacity to like pitch themselves Mm -hmm. or handle the end-to-end negotiating contract. Yeah. So what I (laughs) learned is let me get on your roster. Listen, I'm telling you. Look, (laughs) we gonna we gonna work together. Because here's what I learned in doing my business over the years. I have templates and resources that help creators pitch themselves on know what to say. But there are some people who can take that and run with it. And some people are just like, I need it. I need this done for me. Yeah. Like, so there's like an executor that's like, give me the resource. I can run. And then there's a group like, like I just want to show up. That's yeah. me. Can I you do this for me? Up. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so I'm learning. Like, I, God sends clues. And I'm telling you, I had um, actually just did a new template for brand pitching this year. Put that out. And as it was selling... I'm not exaggerating. I had seven people, seven creators, specifically 
with over 100,000 followers, with very established platforms, mm-hmm. who are just like, I got your template, I love it, can you do this for me? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I believe them. I literally didn't do any content last year because I was like, I'm, I don't feel like, I don't want to negotiate. I don't want to do that. I have a friend that's a lawyer. I would send her a contract. Can you read this for me? Yeah. And I'm like, girl, I promise you, I'm going to pay you one of these days. Like, I'm going to pay you some money, Tiffany. Thank you, girl. Appreciate but you. I'm just like, can someone be my manager? I just want to show up and do the content. It messes with my creativity. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I can completely. It I bogs down the creative process. It really is. Pitching, relationship building, mm-hmm. negotiating, creative strategy, making sure you get your p- payment, right. invoice follow up. It's a it's a lot of so much handholding. And so I'm I'm building out an uh, agency specifically for creators of color who are multifaceted. Like you're not in a box. You can do social media. You can do podcasting. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of things. You can do hosting and fireside yeah. chats. Kind of just like and that's what I, yes. Yes. I'm glad you said that because I we're gonna have a sidebar on fireside yes. chats. Yes. <laughs> So um, that's that's my new passion project. I actually have a wait list open on nice. um, my website is at igniteyourinfluence.co now. And it'll be launched this year. And I'm already having some conversations with some really big companies nice. on like, how can we work together? Like, mm-hmm. this is what I have in mind, you know. And it's, it's going to be, it's probably going to be my greatest work to date. Nice. Oh, I'm excited about that, Majesty. Like, for Thank real. Thank you. And I know it's going to be amazing because everything I've, since Born Majestic, I've seen you just like kill it and just evolve and grow every time. So congratulations Thank on that you. journey. And um, how can we find you once again? Oh, yeah. So now that I'm not War Majestic anymore, um, <laughs> you can find me under my name, Majesty Atrampong. So Instagram, I don't really be on Facebook like that, but I'm there. <laughs> Facebook, I feel like it's for like the aunties. It's for your and family. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's for the aunties <laughs> and the mothers of the church now. It ain't really for me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I do have a podcast that's on like Apple, Spotify podcast called mm-hmm. Ignite Your Influence. And then if you are open to travel to Charlotte, I have um, an event coming up in Charlotte. Yes. So um, and we'll August. post that. Yes. yes. I'll definitely post it in my socials. You're so, so kind. Yeah. You're thank so you. Kind. All right. So last thing before we leave, okay. if you had to add, well, let me tell you about this. So I, I feel like as moms, we're always in the car, we want to go and I love music. So when I'm in the car with the kids, I'm playing music. I love listening to entire albums. If you had to add one song to the Mom Slay mixtape, what would that song be? Oh my goodness. What a hard question. <laughs> Cause my, my music choices are all over. That's mine are too. You know what's so interesting? It's gonna be non-traditional. I like when I'm in the car, like lo-fi. Okay. And like vibey. I wanna like chill out and like think. So I like most of the time I'm in the car, I'm listening to like chill hop and like jazzy kind of okay, instrumental. Nice. So that's what I would add. Just <laughs> okay, can you organic. give me, well, you'll text me your exact chill yeah, hop song. Yeah, it's a chill hop song. It's called um, Birds Fly Higher Than the Sun. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's almost like the instrumental music YouTubers put behind their video oh, that's nice. just like super aesthetic. It's, it's kind of like it's that. It's like, vibe. so you have a suit. So meanwhile, me. <laughs> <laughs> My song is going to be Notorious Thugs with Bone Harmony. I was like, no, can you fuck? Bone Thugs and Harmony and Biggie Smalls, because that's my favorite <laughs> rapper, and I am listening to rap music. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, vibe, I'm like borderline spy music. I'm like zoning out. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Majesty, for coming today to the podcast. I am so excited for my listeners to hear this chat today, yeah. and we look forward to seeing all your amazing 
um, events and things that you have planned and everything that's coming up for you. I look forward to being a part of those and celebrating you. And thank you so much for your time today. Oh, yeah. So happy um, that you're doing this. This is fantastic. Thank and you. I'm excited to listen to the other moms and the other episodes yeah. and just soak up all you're doing. Well, I appreciate your kind words coming from someone in the industry that's been doing the darn thing. That means so much to me. So thank you so much, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Okay, bye.